Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Well, hello. I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things. A bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Are you indecisive? Does it take you hours, days, or weeks to make what may seem like a simple decision? Today, we'll be discussing how indecisiveness might be wreaking havoc on your career and what that's really costing you. Specifically, we'll be discussing two things. One, our imperfect psychology of indecisiveness, And two, three ways indecisiveness is rooting out your career and five reasons why you might feel this way at work. And now this is The Females. Do you know how many decisions you make on average in one single day? So actually, Aaliyah and Kayleen, guess. What do you think? If you had to- I know the answer because I read (laughs) about this. But but (laughs) honestly, like before- I would assume like 500. (laughs) Like that's around the ballpark where I thought it would be. Yeah, that's what I would have guessed too. I think I would have guessed like two. I do know the answer as well. But I think I would have gone up to like, if if we were doing like, what's that show called? The Price is Right kind of thing. I would like the highest I would go is like 2000. (laughs) Well, (laughs) since you guys both already know the answers, (laughs) I guess it doesn't matter. But the average adult makes about 35,000 thousand decisions a day. And if that number sounds exhausting to you, you're not alone. It's no wonder that at times most of us face, (laughs) I want to say a little bit of decision fatigue, but honestly, when you hear that 35,000, you're like, well, that explains so much. And I would, you know, use it as like an example of like, when people are like, how did you come up with that number? Well, you count, you forget to count things like making your decision about what to eat for breakfast or whether or not you washed your hair or you're going to or when to email your boss or the status of a project. So that's how that stuff adds up a lot. And to add insult to injury, it's not just big decisions that can lead to this fatigue. 
So when you can't decide what to eat for breakfast, it matters. When you start your day stuck, it doesn't bode well for other impactful decisions that might be asked of you later on. So indecisiveness can be caused by a number of factors, including burnout, imposter syndrome, decision-making fatigue, or an overall lack of confidence. Making decisions or being chronically indecisive relies on a mixture of brain function, rational thinking, and emotion. When your brain, heart, and your gut are collaborating, things can get confusing and messy. AKA, you need one of these things at the forefront. So typically, when you're making a decision, you're going to really rely on like your brain, like rational thinking, maybe something with like driving. With something more emotion-based, you might rely on your gut. So with decisions, you're constantly like flipping through the three. So it can cause a little confusion or like, you know, indecisiveness, basically. So the one thing we know for sure is that indecisiveness is an insidious career killer. I feel like people describe this a lot also as like analysis paralysis. Like I can't make a decision. I don't know what to do. The fear of if you do make a decision and then like what happens if you regret it? Like I'd be so curious how much regret plays into people's uh, indecisiveness. I mean, I guess we talked about, you know, overall lack of confidence which the things that you said cause indecisiveness, Aaliyah, I was like, wow, that is like the worst (laughs) group of items to be hanging out together. Burnout, imposter syndrome, decision-making fatigue, and a lack of confidence. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I do not want to hang out with that group. Yeah. I think these are all a product of just information overload too, where if you only had one option for an item, then you're not making too many decisions. I mean, mm-hmm. just with the news cycle, right? Like um, with the pandemic, it's like, do I wear two masks? Do I wear one mask? And then this, this, you know, but people is saying that I should do this or like whatever. And then you have to sit and make a decision for yourself. And I think having too many options like that mm-hmm. can make you go wild in the head because like, where do you stop? Where do you just finally be like, okay, I have to choose one of these options. We always pick a, a a book as a team to read every month. And we've been reading Essentialism and I don't want to give it all away, but if you guys haven't read this book, it's really good. And he talks a lot about that, how like routine and like limiting your decisions. And then he'll like explain certain people who did this. So like Steve Jobs is of course like this like famous person who, you know, wore the same thing every day, like eliminated a decision there, like probably ate the same stuff every day, eliminated a decision there. But um. And I know that's simplifying all this because we're talking about the big and the small. But what I find really interesting about indecisiveness is that people usually think of it only happening to them. Like if you ask someone, are you indecisive? They would, and they said, yes, they might. And and then you said, give me an example. They would probably only Mm -hmm. use a big example. Like they wouldn't think about like, well, I have trouble trying to decide what my coffee order is or, um, so I that's I think that's interesting about indecisiveness is that people don't usually even think about decision fatigue until it's something big in life. But it's this small stuff that's adding up that is really making it mm-hmm. almost impossible to make yeah, those it's like decisions. That, um, that saying or it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts. And that's literally what it is. It's like by yeah. the time you you're faced with making this giant decision, you're like, I'm like, I'm tired. I can't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like that feeling you get when you're just like, I just can no longer speak today. Like, I can't say a sentence. And I think that is such a product yeah. of making a million decisions or specifically 35,000 decisions a day. Mm-hmm. Because I think I was telling like my boyfriend about this where 
I was like, you know what? I think I've just reached my speaking limit today. Like, I think I need to just take the rest of the day in silence and just like, I can't even, I'm annoyed <laughs> to hear my own voice at this point. And I think it really is just because mentally you're hearing yourself like, I cannot exert my brain on anything else today. It, it stopped and it's like 4 p.m. <laughs> Have you ever like, gone so like gone to the kitchen mm-hmm. to do something specific and on the way there found like another task yeah. and then like didn't finish the one that you went in there for it's like and then you you literally have this yeah. moment where you're like okay calm down <laughs> you're moving too quickly mm-hmm. like it's it's not speaking but it's like your brain literally mm-hmm. jumps so quickly because you saw five other things in the hallway that you needed to do yeah. that that's you're mentally like exhausted. how my weekends are yeah. now. I get up on Saturday and like, it's just like a tornado of like, <laughs> I'm f- like putting everything yeah. <laughs> that is out of its place back in its place. This morning I was making toast and I was like, well, the toast is mm-hmm. toasting. So I got to clean these bottles. And then it's like, I, I mean, it's just never, never. Your day end. is just one long walk <laughs> yeah. back to your oh. bed <laughs> while doing a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get up in the morning yeah. and I'm like, I can't wait to be back in the bed. <laughs> you know, like I look at it like, like, we have so, so far to go <laughs> to get oh back God. to this one place. But all right. Well, okay. I know you guys came here for career advice. So we will share three ways that indecisiveness is rooting out your career. And then also five reasons why you might feel this way at work. So you can kind of try to recognize, is this indecisiveness and, and how do I approach it? I want to take a quick break to talk about Skillshare. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make of it. We're so happy to have Skillshare as a sponsor of the females because just like us, they care about learning, finding inspiration, and unlocking your creativity through expanding your knowledge. I've been taking a few Skillshare classes to inspire more creativity, and I found one class that helped feed directly into this podcast. I recently enrolled in Soledad O'Brien's powerful storytelling today, strategies for crafting great content. In this class, O'Brien unlocks what makes a story great and how to effectively tell your best stories. She shares invaluable techniques for crafting authentic, effective content that you can use to connect with your audience and get the results you're looking for. Did I borrow some of her techniques for this podcast? Oh, you know it. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with real meaning, with so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Bring color and beauty and fun to your year. Add vivid details and craft complex wonders. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. And honestly, it's the best $10 you'll spend. There are so many incredible classes to empower your career and your personal life. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com backslash females and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com backslash females. And you get to try it totally free with the premium membership. All right, now let's get back to the show. All right, so let's start by just saying we'd be remiss to not address one important element of decision-making. Sometimes it is best to ask for help, guidance, and perspective. In fact, it's good to gain perspective when you can, especially when making decisions that directly affect others. 
However, the type of indecisiveness that we're combating today on the show is the type that is constantly bottlenecking your progress. We will also link to the article that we wrote about this because we share in the article nine reasons why indecisiveness is rooting out your career. And today we're just going to address uh, three big ones on the show. So just know you can learn more via the article in the show notes. So the first way indecisiveness is rooting out your career is that your indecision undermines your knowledge and expertise. There's a difference between asking for help and guidance when you actually need it and asking for advice when you're feeling scared or a little lazy and constantly asking for help and guidance when it comes to every decision will eventually degrade confidence in your abilities. I I think of this as like you create a pattern where then you need the buy-in of five other people before you can make a decision. So then the question is at the end of the day, is it your decision or is it because you got validation from five other people. And I, I think this happens a lot where you want people to agree with what <laughs> maybe your decision is going to be. But by mm-hmm. the time you've asked so many people, you you forget where you started. I think an important thing when we're talking about indecisiveness, and I said earlier, I called it like an insidious career killer, which sounds like super dramatic because it is. But but it's it's really it's not in asking for help once it's not in in many of these tips it's not doing this thing once or twice it's like constantly relying on it over and over and over again such that you're like stripping away any sort of like dependability you have to to make a decision or 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 people are just going to like start to view you as the person who can't make a decision on her own. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. I was like, you're not going to be very popular among mm-hmm. your colleagues <laughs> as like the person that always <laughs> needs like 10 double checks yeah. to um, get something done. So I think just, I mean, what indecisiveness really is, is just like a fear of making the wrong choice, right? So it's just being confident in that whatever choice you make will be the best one for whatever reason, even if it it leads to a failure of some sort. Like, you had justification for making that decision. So that's fine. Like, it's okay if it doesn't go well. Yeah. I would uh, say if someone's trying to decide if they're like this too, you guys know how much we love a work journal, but maybe at the end of the day, uh, jot down what decisions you had to make and which ones did you make on your own? Which ones did you get guidance on? Um, And if you keep like a record of that for a month, then you could always go back and see like which ones, you know, you know, ended well, which ones didn't go exactly as planned. I mean, I know we talk about experiments at Career Contest a lot, but this is something you could do on like a personal level versus, you know, a work project. Just an idea if you're trying to decide, am I the person who's always going to help or am I going for guidance? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, start by recognizing that. Okay. Our next takeaway is indecision creates the impression that you lack creativity or impulsivity. So, Creativity is not only for creative roles. And in fact, creativity is an increasingly important soft skill in the modern workplace. So when you can't make a decision, it paints a picture that, you know, you're someone who's unable to think creatively or like you can't decide on a direction because of like a lack of creativity or impulsivity or something, which is not Mm -hmm. true. Inherently, if you're deciding between multiple options, you've created multiple options for yourself. And I think that shows that you are creative. And I think the more creative you are, you you might encounter this problem more. Because I know sometimes when I'm designing things, um, which is, I guess, a creative role, but sometimes you're just like the most minor 
decisions of adjustments from like literally a line weight or something can can just like stall your entire day. So I think, I mean, what helps me mm-hmm. when I encounter these problems is to just step away from it for a second. And that's easy with something that is literally a visual thing that you can not look at and come back and look at. But I think you can take that approach for other types of problems or decisions that you make in the workplace that are, you know, quote unquote, non-creative as well. I think of creativity is uh, another way of also saying like critical problem solving, right? And so Mm -hmm. if you aren't a designer, for example, and you don't, and you're thinking, well, I don't have creativity in your job. It's like, but you do because you have to critically solve problems and you might have to be more creative about how you do that. And when you talked about impulse, I also think about that as being able to take initiative. Think of the person who talks about an idea like for years before they're actually like take action on it. And I think especially at work and for managers, I remember when we would interview people for jobs at my last company, we would ask them specifically of like, tell me about a time when you came up with an idea and you took action because coming up with the idea is, I mean, that's nice, but at the end of the day, I need people who can follow through. And, and that is the part where I think you have to think creatively about what the word creative means and and be able to, at the end of the day, being impulsive. I know that sounds negative, but, but at least those people are taking shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if you struggle with this, you should just do something like take an improv class or something like take something that doesn't matter. That is like a creative expression in some sort of way. And it doesn't really matter. Like you do have to make decisions. Like for example, improv, right? You have to just constantly make decisions because it is just all impulse, just like whatever is at the top of your head. But if you don't make a decision, like literally nothing is going to happen. So (laughs) I think it's like the most low stakes way where it's like, this is just for fun, but like do something. Like I think even if you're just Mm going to paint a picture and you don't even know what you're going to paint, like just do something. So everyone should just find their inner artist. (laughs) I also, I think of this too, is um, if you are the person who talks about something forever and Mm -hmm. never takes action on it, you're not going to be seen as the person who is going to be a leader, right? Like you, you really do stunt your professional growth because the reputation that will eventually kind of follow you is like, she has great ideas, but she doesn't have follow through or she has great ideas, but she doesn't act on them. Um, and so not to say like, Hey, your reputation is <laughs> like going to be caused by one time like this. But if you have this pattern of like being too afraid to make a decision and acting on it, then to Leah's point, find something, some small, like low stakes way to start doing this because eventually that's what happens is you become the person who doesn't get the promotion because they need the leader to be able to take the, to take action. Like you kind of said earlier, anyone, not anyone, but, but it's easier to come up with an idea. But when you come up with an idea, plus like the framework to make the idea a reality, that's like a much different situation. It's like, all right, we're, we're ready to go. Like, I'm not just coming here with an idea and I'm like, yeah, but I have no idea how to do any of this. So I think that's, mm-hmm. oh, that's also right. like a very creative skill too, to be like, all right, well, this isn't maybe my, you know, main expertise or skill set, but I think if we do this, like these four steps or something that we can get it done. And it shows your understanding of something, right? Like if you come with an idea and then the person is like, well, how are we going to implement that? And you have no clue, like you haven't really helped. (laughs) You've just thrown out an idea we can't act on. So you also show your understanding for 
complex problems or things at work if you're able to say, oh, and here's how I recommend we go about this or take charge Mm -hmm. with this. The last way indecision is hurting your career is that indecision causes you to miss out on opportunities in favor of someone more action-oriented. So if you've been skeptical up until now, pay attention here. When management is looking to promote from within, they're going to look for an employee with raw skill, experience, and self-drive. If you spent the last year sending out, well, what do you think emails to your boss? Are you demonstrating the qualities of a self-starter? Maybe not. I totally called it. (laughs) Yep. I totally, we totally called, called the content of this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Starting from when we were guessing the amount of decisions. <laughs> uh, it's true though. Mm. I, you know, like the, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? It does not demonstrate the qualities of, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to follow a leader of someone who's constantly uh, asking, well, what do you think? What do you think? You know, there's also like these like fake decision makers. If you ever, I don't know if you guys have ever encountered people like this, but they're just like, okay, we need to send this or should we? It's just like, wait, <laughs> I don't know if you're like, it's like a fake decision. It's like, okay, we absolutely need to do this or should we not do that? <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't feel know. Like, um, Michael Scott on The Office is like a good example of a boss like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) where he's like making decisions but not making decisions yeah we should we should have an episode on that workplace that would be fun yeah yeah, and I I think that the other thing about fake decision makers which is a good term to bring up (laughs) is that again it goes back to what Kayleen was saying about being able to go a step further with like here's the idea okay let's take action you know the person who runs around kind of like there's some sort of fire drill going on all the time at work those people sometimes I wonder I'm like are you masking like this importance of being able to take action so it goes back to if you can come with some solutions of how you're going to go about it too, right? I think that's the com- how you combat this like quote-unquote fake, I like that, yeah. a fake decision maker. I think it's like that person's probably just scared of um, like taking the fall. But like that's part of like being action-oriented and making a game plan is like, yeah, it might not work out and it might come back to you because it was your decision. But like what's the other option is just nothing happens. So you have to kind mm-hmm. of take a risk also. That's funny that you say that they would take the fall. Like when you said the fake decision maker, it just made me think of like, that would be the person who, if everything were successful, yes. would like just reap all of the <laughs> yeah. yes. I knew it. I, I said did it, it all. Yeah. I, yeah, I told everyone what to do. Mm-hmm. I made every decision and it's like, mm. if it falls, they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> I think also the fake decision maker is closely tied to the person who also like prioritizes busyness for mm-hmm. busyness sake too. Yeah, a million like, steps. These are all, yeah, exactly. These are all sort of interconnected for sure. I mean, it, like imposter syndrome a lot of times can be masked by that kind of stuff too. So anyway, stay aware. We should probably have a whole <laughs> different episode about how to deal with this person that we're creating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing this stuff down right now. You just read my mind. I was like, ooh, these are some interesting ones we haven't talked about before. Okay, so just to recap, we talked about a few ways that indecisiveness is rooting out your career. So it's undermining knowledge and expertise, creating an impression that you lack creativity or impulsivity, and it causes you to miss out on opportunities for career growth, for like promotions or anything Um like a leadership management skills. 
Okay, and now the five common reasons why you might be feeling indecisive at work are one, decision-making fatigue, two, imposter syndrome, three, people-pleasing, four, fear of failure, five, rules set for you. Let's take a quick break to talk about the Panasonic NA67 Nano Hairdryer. One decisive move I've recently made was to treat my head to a day at the salon, but from the comfort of my own home and of course, to be safe. I had heard so many good things, so I finally decided to check out the Panasonic NA67 Nano Hairdryer for myself. Let me tell you, I feel like a pro blow drying my own hair. With its oscillating quick dry nozzle, the Nano heats my hair gently without frying it because I'm not looking for that with its innovative back and forth moving nozzle. I'm no scientist, but let me see if I can explain what the Nano does differently. The Panasonic NA67 Nano uses its nanotechnology to draw moisture from the air and then creates a super fine moisture-rich nanoparticles that penetrates every shaft of hair. So what does that mean in plain terms? Well, your hair is going to feel super smooth, hydrated, and healthy. In fact, I keep catching myself wanting to touch it, my nice smooth hair on my Zoom calls, or even while I'm unwinding with a book at night. And really just all the time, because once you blow dry your hair these days, it's just the most amazing feeling. The Nano comes with attachments for every type of hair, a concentrator nozzle for precise styling, the oscillating nozzle for gentle, even styling, or a full-size diffuser for styling wavy or curly hair. The Nano is the perfect styling tool for everyone in your house if you feel generous and like you want to let them borrow it. Or if you're like me and you want to keep it all to yourself, we understand that too. If you want healthy, smooth hair for your next video chat, shop now on Amazon for the Panasonic NA67 Nano Hairdryer. The link is in the show notes and promise you guys will love this blow dryer. All right, now let's get back to the show. So just to kind of take it back, if you haven't figured out indecisiveness, not great for your career. Mm -hmm. Now you might be wondering, why am I indecisive? And these are the five reasons why. And I think uh, we've done episodes on most of these topics. Um, the one I would say that is was new to me was these quote unquote rules set for you. And I find this a lot with people's careers where, and I always describe it as like, as if there's this box and you can't get, you know, you're not allowed to jump out of the lines, but we all know careers are these like squiggly lines. Sometimes you make U-turns. Sometimes, um, you know, the the rules are still being rewritten. And But sometimes people can get so set in their way where they're like, oh, I didn't know I could apply for a job and do it that way. Or I didn't know that I could throw out an idea at the meeting. Or So sometimes I, what I find interesting about these five common reasons why you might be feeling indecisive is this rule set for yourself, which is maybe lesser known than obviously the, the people pleasing, the fear of failure, and the other ones we mentioned. Yeah. The rules are also things that come from, they can come from like childhood. Mm-hmm. It's the thing of like, uh, no, I can't give you the data figures from March because I'm not a math person. It's yeah. like s- simple as that. It's like, yeah, you can. You have this software. Like you can YouTube it. It's just these these rules that either were like set for you or that you set for yourself where you say something like, no, I, I can't do that. And then if someone were to volley back to you, like why, you probably would be like, well, actually, I guess I could maybe. Mm-hmm. Which one would you guys say if you are indecisive at work, which one do you fall out of these five options, which one gets you the most? 
I think for me, it's decision-making fatigue. That's what I was going to say. Like I mentioned earlier, I was like, I get to a point where I'm like, I cannot hear my voice anymore (laughs) externally or internally. (laughs) And I just have to stop. Mine's decision-making fatigue mixed with people-pleasing. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's a thing my siblings named for my mom that she does. She calls it uh, planicking, which is like that you make like 17,000 different options for like one thing. It's like who's who's driving the car? And and it's like, well, this person can, so the other person could like text the other person while we're driving. And, and so that's like, it's honestly earned, but like, that's definitely my yeah. stopping point. None of us fear failure. <laughs> I was going to say, I probably have, I probably have a sprinkle of imposter syndrome in there too. And I think I have that more now as an entrepreneur because it's truly sort of like mm-hmm. this unknown, you know, there are no rules. Whereas like, when I worked for a company, there was a little bit more routine and order, which I definitely thrive and like a lot. So I think there's a, you know, just a sprinkle and a dash of imposter syndrome from time to time. Like it just depends on my the project. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, totally. Totally. Like writing the book was mm-hmm. a lot of imposter syndrome, whereas we'll do something else and it's like, oh, we like we don't even have to discuss it. We can just slack about it because there's so much confidence in like, this is the way we'll do it. And, you know, not second guessing. Mm-hmm. I mean, now that I think about it, rules also. <laughs> just all of that. <laughs> that can, I could probably make a whole episode about it. rules that were set for me. So um. I will say, I think it is a testament, I guess, to mm-hmm. you, Lauren, and to Career Contessa that I think none of us said fear of failure because I do think we like yeah. constantly try things and if they don't work out, like the hammer is not going to fall on anyone. Like, you know, everyone does to the best of their ability. And it's, you know, it's yeah. always usually uh, honest effort. And there's no, there's not fear of failure, I guess, because you're not <laughs> Because we do it a lot. No, just kidding. <laughs> I also, I, and I don't know if this is like how other managers do it, but I also try every month to sort of like recap like what worked and what didn't work. Like I try to go out of my way to talk about, if something worked, why I think it worked. And if it didn't work, why it didn't, why I don't think it worked. And I don't always have the answer to that. Like you guys know, sometimes I'll be like, I don't know why this didn't work. Mm -hmm. Like I I don't have a perfect reason to back this up. And my hope always is that people will always be willing to experiment, even if they aren't going to be able to come back with this like data driven response. Like I know, especially that's like such a buzzword. It's like, well, we make data driven decisions. It's like, yeah, but sometimes you you just don't have it. Or sometimes you have to make it to your point about like using your gut. It's like, sometimes you have to use a little bit of that. I'm not saying you shouldn't use that. Like, of course, but I I think sometimes people rely too much on that too. And that can be, you know, you can be indecisive because you don't have enough data. Like, so again, it's like a rule you've set for yourself where you're like, I only make decisions when I know all of the options in front of me and all of the numbers. It certainly helps, but... I've, at least in my experience, it doesn't always, one plus one doesn't always equal two, which I know is annoying. (laughs) Hate that. (laughs) So, well, good. I'm happy everyone feels like they can fail here. Uh, Well, thank you for, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, you guys, thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. Hopefully you like what you've heard and you're feeling like you've got some tools to combat indecisiveness. We'd love for you to leave us a review. It really helps our show ratings. And that means that The Females will get recommended more often to new listeners. One of our best resources to help you learn how to trust yourself and your decisions is Lauren's book, Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot, Reboot, and Build a Career of Purpose. 
In it, she covers one of the most common career traps, analysis paralysis, with helpful tools to overcome that. We'll link to the book in our show notes. And lastly, don't forget that you can keep the career advice coming by visiting our website, careercontessa.com, or by following us on Instagram at careercontessa.